Today I'm going to share a word with you about the favor of God. The favor of God. The favor of God is awesome. And you may hear me say that word, awesome. I, I, may, I, just, I can't think of a better word to say, and I just keep saying it. And You can keep counting how many times I say awesome because it is awesome to be a part of the favor of God. And I want to share this word with you. Jesus had just come to be baptized by John the Baptist. He was baptized, and what happened? He came up out of the water, and the Spirit of God came upon him like a dove. And then the voice from heaven spoke. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then the Spirit, the Spirit led him where? To the wilderness. Can you believe the Spirit would do something like that? He will from time to time. He'll lead like he did Jesus to the wilderness. Every once in a while, we get led to the wilderness. We get out there where it's dry, we're thirsty, we're lonely. And God has said, I want to see if you really trust me. Do you really rely on my Spirit? Well, Jesus did. He relied on the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to defeat the devil. Right there in the wilderness. And then the Bible says, and listen to this, we're in Luke chapter 4, and I begin reading with verse 14 out of the New Living Translation. So if you got your phones, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 4, the New Living Translation, verse 14. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. And when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went up as usual. I like that, as usual, as was his habit, as was his custom, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Then he says he rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Now, let me say something. It's a little unusual. It says that he rolled up the scroll, handed it to the attendant, and it says he sat down. Many scholars believe that in the synagogues of that day, some had a seat that was reserved for the coming Messiah. And each and every Sabbath day, no one ever sat in this seat because the Messiah hadn't come. But Jesus came and he read this scripture, then he took a seat in that seat. What was he just saying? I'm here. The Messiah is here. The Spirit of the Anointed One is here now. And people looked to him and he said, this scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this day. And I want to focus on that last part of that scripture that he read out of Isaiah 61, a prophetic word about the day he would come. And he said, I've come to proclaim this is the time of the favor of the Lord. 
Now, from that time till this time, it's been over 2,000 years. From that time till this time, we are in the favor of God right now. There is coming a day when judgment is going to come. Judgment is going to come. But until that day, we're in the favor day right now. And let me just say, I'm going to make several statements about the favor of the Lord. You may see these upon the screen. We're in the favor of God. The favor of God. What's that spell? F-O-G, fog. If I'd have had a fog machine, I'd have put a fog machine and preached out of the fog today. Because it represents the favor of God. And the favor of God. Let me make some statements. The favor of God. Everyone is invited to experience the favor of God. Everyone. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, let me paraphrase it, would experience the favor of God. Revelation 22, the spirit and the bride say, come, let him who are thirst come. Whoever, let him come and drink of the water of life freely. The spirit and the bride, who's the bride? We are, the church is the bride, the spirit and the bride. We're saying, come, everybody, come on in to the favor of God. The favor of God is for, what is the favor of God? Well, one of the best illustrations of the favor of God is the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son who took his inheritance from his father and left home, went and spent all of his inheritance riotous living, had a lot of friends as long as he had money. But then one day he ran out of his inheritance. He ran out of friends. And he found himself where? In a pigsty. Feeding hogs for a living. Now that's not a good place for anybody, but especially a good Jewish boy. And he had come to the end of himself. And he was very broken. And he said to himself, you know what? Even the servants in my father's house have it better than I have it. I'm going to go home. And all along as he was traveling home, he was thinking of this speech he was going to give to his father. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Let me just be a servant. He was expecting maybe a backhand from his father. But the closer he got to his house, he did not realize that his father had been waiting and waiting and waiting on him to return. And when he began to come up to the house, the father ran to greet him. And the son began his speech that he had prepared. And his father said, son, be quiet. Give me the robe of favor. And let's put this robe on my son. Let's give him that ring of authority they left behind. Let's kill the fatted calf because I know he's hungry and let's call in some friends and let's have a party because my son that I thought might have been dead is alive. Let's celebrate. Did he deserve that? Not at all, not from our eyes. He did not deserve it. But he received what is called the favor of his father. Now, his older brother didn't like it. His older brother says, Ted, what are you doing? Man, this is your son, man. He just took all of his inheritance and he squandered it. And here you're throwing him a party. And I've been with you all this time. You never throw me a party. He says, son, come on. This is your brother. He, we thought he was dead, but now he's alive. And it, if you wanted a party, all you had to do was ask me. I would have thrown you a party. Because a father, it's the father's good pleasure to give us good things. 
We being evil, the Bible says. We know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good things, advantageous things, to those who just what? Ask Him. Well, everybody's invited to experience the favor of God. So in this room today, I'm inviting you, come on in to the favor of God. There's nothing quite like it. We as a church, we got to proclaim it to our family and to this world. Come on in. It's the time of God's favor. Judgment day is coming, but now we're in the favor of God. Statement number two. If you're born again, you have his favor, and his favor is upon you. If you're born again, how many are born again here today? Well, you're in God's favor, and his favor is upon you. What is his favor? It's his delight. Uh, that's what his favor is. It's his pleasure. Do you realize God is on your side? Psalm 5.12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who are righteous? Those of us that come into his favor. I'm righteous not because I've done things to make me righteous, but because I accepted the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And for you, O Lord, will you will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him like a shield. I like that. I'm surrounded like a shield. Psalm 56, verse 9. When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know, because God is for me. I'm born again. I've come into his favor. And God is on my side. God is for me. Would you just say that? God is for me. Say it. God is for me. He's not against me. He's for me. Look at your neighbor and say, God is for me. Tell them, I've got his favor on my life. Tell them, I've got his favor on my life. You got to tell them, you got to, sometimes you got to convince yourself that you have God's favor, that he's surrounding you with a shield. Psalm 89, verse 17 In your favor, our strength is exalted, and we walk with uplifted faces. That means we don't keep our head. Down like this all the time. The prodigal son had his head down when he came to, but his father said, no, son, lift up your head. Lift it up. You don't have anything to be ashamed about. I'm going to give you my favor. And he says, we walk with uplifted faces, and we should be walking like this world. I understand how the world's walking around like this. Saying, oh, no, oh, no. We shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't join. The, we should be walking like this. Proud that we're in the family of God. And people look at us and say, man, what is up with you? Didn't you just hear what happened on the news? Yeah, but I'm under the favor of God. And I've got an uplifted face. I'm full of His joy. Statement number three. His favor is not just for you or it's not just for me. It's to be shared with others. This favor that I've got, it's not just for me. I'm glad I've got it. I'm glad God, God gave it to me, but it's not just for me. It's for me now to take and share with others. Mark 16 says, go into all the world, proclaim the good news to every creature, and who believes, a paraphrase, will come into my favor. You know, it says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, when God looked down upon the earth and he saw the mess it was in. It was a mess. 
And he said, it grieves my heart that I meet mankind because his heart is evil continually. He said, I think I'm just going to destroy everybody. Start all over. I'm going to send a flood. Drowned everybody. Then he looked down and he saw who? Noah. It said, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord because Noah's heart was doing its best to walk right with God in the midst of all the evil. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And you know, the Bible says in 2 Peter that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That means while he was building the ark, he was preaching that there was good news. He said, judgment's coming. Come join me in the ark. And no one believed him. And the only ones that believed him were himself and his seven family members until the floodwaters came and God shut them up in the ark. Now, it wasn't just for Noah. God would accept it anybody that would say, I believe you. Man, let's get into the ark. It was for everybody. But only eight people found salvation that day until the floodwaters began to come and everyone drowned. It's going to happen again. But this message, though there is a judgment day coming, this message, since you found favor, the favor of God, God looked down and you found favor in God's eyes. Now he said, I want you to tell everybody, be a preacher of righteousness. Tell everybody they too can be saved from the judgment that's coming. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, we've come into his favor. Now we need to tell others as Christ represents, I'm an ambassador for Christ. I am to preach that people can be reconciled to God. They can come into his favor and be forgiven of their wrongdoings. The Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the end times. Matthew chapter 24. Just like it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. And so until the judgment comes, we are to be preachers and proclaimers of righteousness, that people can be made right with God. The favor we receive is not just for us. It's to be shared with the whole world. Next statement I'll make, his favor, his favor will not keep you from testing, trials, and trouble, but his favor will carry you through testing, trials, and trouble. In this world, you will have tribulation. The Bible says that. In this world, you will have tribulation. But just a big good cheer. I've overcome the world. And so I'm under the favor of God, but it doesn't keep me from tests, trials, and tribulation. It doesn't keep me out of the wilderness, but it will carry me through. Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of thou fear no evil, for you are with me. Matter of fact, goodness and mercy are following right up behind me. So you may be going through a testing or trial and trouble, and sometimes when you go through that, the devil comes and he does his best to convince you that God is mad at you. The reason you're going through that, boy, you made God mad, you ticked him off, and he's on your case now. And you're convinced of that. And sometimes it makes you put your head down. But that's not what the Bible says. 
God says sometimes we get ourselves in a mess, but sometimes he leads us that way so he can teach us to trust him. So if you're going through a testing or trial or tribulation, look up for your redemption draws near. We could list many Bible characters. Think about Joseph in the Old Testament. He had the favor of God on his life, didn't he? As a young man, when he received dreams and told his father and brothers about it, then he was thrown into the pit and sold into slavery and came a slave in Potiphar's household. And Potiphar's whole household was blessed because of the favor of God on Joseph until he was lied about, accused of an evil thing, and put in prison. But then what happened in prison? The favor of God was on Joseph. And what happened? The prison guard said, Joseph, something about you. We're just going to turn this over to you. And he began to run the whole prison system. God blessed the prison system because of the favor on Joseph. And then soon he took over and became second in command in all of Egypt. That's the favor of God. The next statement I'll make about God's favor, there is no limit to the favor of God. I don't care how much favor you've experienced in your life or how much favor God's put upon you today and in your life. There's no limit. There's more of God's favor to have. Jesus grew in grace and in favor with God and man. Samuel grew in favor with God and man. You can grow in favor of God. There's more of God. I don't know about you. I want more of God's favor. How about you? You want more? I want more of his favor. I want all the favor I can get. I'm going to tell you how to get it, all right? Isaiah 66, verse 2. But on this one, I will look on with favor. If you want my favor, here's the one I look on with favor. The one that is humble, the one that is broken, and those who honor my word. I look on them with favor. When you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, He exalts you in due time. When you're broken, are you broken today? Some of you are broken on the inside. But that's a good place to be because He said, I look on the brokenhearted with favor. And He said, if you honor my word, if you honor my word, I look on you with favor. Then he said, when you pray, I look on you with favor. Hebrews 4.16 says, therefore come boldly to the throne room of God's favor, that you may obtain mercy and find favor to help in a time of need. So when you pray and you come into the throne room of God's favor, oh, he's got more favor to give you. So when you humble yourself, when you pray, when we worshiped in here just a moment ago, I sense the presence of God. I know what the presence of God is, and I know what it ain't. I know what it's like to be in a worship service when it's just words. It's just sounds, but it's not really touching the heart of God. But in here a moment ago, I sense we humbled ourselves and we worshiped God. And I believe He looked upon us with favor. And lastly, a way that you experience more of the favor of God is when you submit to one another. Ephesians 5 says that 
We need to be careful how we walk in this evil world. We need not to be drunk with wine. That's access that will ruin your life. But we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you are, you'll speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You'll sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. And the next verse says, then you'll submit to one another. And when we learn to submit to one another, we come under the favor of God. Because what we're submitting to is the favor of God upon the person we're submitting to. We're not submitting to a person. We're submitting to the favor of God upon their life. And if you're born again, guess what? The favor of God is upon your life. Randy, come up here just a minute. The favor of God is upon Randy's life. And when he is sharing the word or you get around and he's speaking the word of God, and I, even as a pastor, I hear Randy sharing, the, and I submit to that word he's sharing. Guess what? That means I've come into the favor of God that's upon his life. So that means I get the favor that's upon him. It comes on me because I submitted to what he was sharing, the word that he was sharing. It's like if I had a spotlight over him, there would be a circle of light around him on this floor, and that would represent the favor of God. And then when I hear him share the word, and I come, ooh, I want some of that. So I'll take some of that. Well, then I get the favor that you get that you understand we're not submitting to a person we're submitting to the favor of God on their life that's what submission is thank you Randy I want some of your favor then the next verse in Ephesians 5 says this it says wives submit to your husband now how we've heard that over the years it's been abused that scripture has been abused so much we've heard it like this or some people have preached it like this wives Submit to your husbands. Or wife, submit. That's what the Bible says. And that's the way we, we, we kind of, oh, and the wife got, okay, I'll submit. Cowardly and out of fear. That's not what that means. So he doesn't come up here. There is a favor that God has put upon wives. There's a favor God's put upon husbands. There's a favor God's put upon my life to be a husband. To be a father, to be a man. There's a favor on my life. And when I find a wife, she comes in, submits to me. She gets to enjoy the favor that's upon my life. And the favor on her life increases. And the favor on our family increases. We get more of the favor of God. But men, Proverbs 18, 22 says, When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And what? Obtains favor from the Lord. So when you find a wife and God brings her to your life and you bring her in, you come under God's favor. You get more of God's favor. So the favor of God is increased because I found a good thing for 43 years. A good thing. And I've obtained favor from the Lord. That's how we get more of God's favor, by submitting to one another. There's a favor on, and when the children submit, there's a favor on your children. And when they submit, boy, the family comes under the favor of God. Boy, isn't it good to be around a family that's got the favor of God 
There's a lot of families in this church that have the favor of God on their life. Thank you, good thing. Now listen, if you're single, the psalmist said, he sets the solitary into families. The church is a family. There's a favor that comes on certain congregations. There's a favor that comes on them. And when the solitary out there alone, they come in, they get the favor that's upon that congregation. So when you, why, what do I want people to join the church or join a congregation? Because there's favor here. You, you don't have that favor out there by yourself. There are people watching, live streaming today, church services. All over everywhere. Some because they can't get out of the house. Some because they don't want to get out of the house. They just don't want to be around people, you know. I'll just do it at home. But they're not able to experience the favor when you gather like this. There's a favor. There's a favor here today that's upon this congregation. There's a favor upon Arise Church. And when people come in and say, oh, I want to be a part of that, they get to participate in that favor. And then whatever favors on them, guess what? The favor of this house increases even more. The favor of God. Ooh, I want more of the favor of God. How about you? I want it. I want all the favor, God, you want to give me. And so there's some things I can do. I can humble myself before God. I can just live in a broken attitude toward the Lord. I'm broken before God. I don't depend on myself. And I trust and I honor God's Word. And I learn to submit to those that are in the body of Christ. I hugged the other day. I was in Fort Worth preaching and there's a lady there, she's spry, and she's just, I mean, she's 94 years old, and just, I mean, she, I think she takes karate, I think she's, she, in everything, travels all over the world, and after church, I said, come on over here, and she hugged me, I hugged her, and I said, man, I want some of that favor that's on your life, favor of long life, man, I said, get, come on, let's get some of that favor on me, I think about Loretta, we need to pray for Loretta. She's had malaria again, parasite. She's 82 years old. I get around Loretta, I say, ooh, I want some of that favor. Listen, the favor of God came upon Loretta in a very special way when she was 65 after her husband passed away. And she thought, I think I'll go to Christ for the Nations. Off she went. Went to Christ for the Nations and they talked her into going to Africa one time. She goes, I'll just slow you down. I can't go to Africa. But they talked her into it. She got there and God said, I'm going to favor you with the African people. Then she came home and just would take trip after trip after trip until she turned about 75. She came to me one day and says, Pastor, I think I'm moving to Africa. And the favor of God was upon Loretta. Now at 82, the favor of God is upon her building a prayer center, preaching, walking miles to preach to God. 82 years old. Ooh, I want some of that favor on me. How about you? Some of you don't want that favor on you. You never know what God, but God put it in her heart to do it. And we got one of our younger missionaries going 
Ivory's going to see her. That's, she's a young missionary. She's going to see Ivory in just a couple of weeks, and she's going to be spending some time with Ivory and her team. Is Ivory goes every, there's a favor on Ivory to go to Africa every year for three weeks. That's a long time to be going anywhere. And it's not very comfortable sometimes, is it, Ivory? But there's a favor on you to do that. Grateful for that. The favor of God. The favor of God, two and a half years ago, God said, I'm lifting my favor off of you to pastor this church. I'm putting that favor now on Chris and Nancy. So that favor was lifted for me to pastor this church. It was put on Chris. He increased in favor. God says, I'm going to give you a different kind of favor now. You're going to go, you're going to be able to pastor pastors. Every week we're in a different church. There's a favor on me to do. I love it. It energizes me. I'm telling you, we're busier now than we've been in many years. On the road, traveled a thousand miles last two weeks ago. Traveling around in our car. There's just a favor on me. I'll take some of that favor. It's not something I don't want to do. It's something I really enjoy doing. And it energizes me. That's what the favor of God does. It's God's delight. I'm delighted in you. I'm delighted in you. William, God's delighted in you. Favor of God's on your life. You retired from the police department just at the right time. But there's so much more. God said, I'll put, I've taken that favor off of you. Now I'll put this favor on you. So much of the favor of God. I look out here, I call everybody by name. Look, he's got a fresh favor. He retired from his job. Now he's, God's favored him to be a chaplain in the marketplace, winning people to Jesus. There's a favor on that. Favor of God on our life. I don't know about you. I'm saying, God, pour out your favor. How about it? Would you stand with me? Let's stand together. Let's ask the Lord to do this. Let's just ask Him. Lord, we, we know you're a good Father. Lord, you said we have not because we ask not. Lord, that prodigal son, his brother, never got to have that party he wanted because he never really asked. But Lord, we're coming to ask right now for an increase of the favor of God upon our lives. Lord, it begins with humility, goes to brokenness, and Lord, we declare we honor your word today. Lord, we submit to the gift that's in each of our brothers and sisters. Lord, we get the favor in their life. Lord, every husband, every wife in this room, Lord, as they submit to each other, Lord, there's an increase of favor. Favor, Lord. I speak favor over this congregation. Greater favor, Lord. Look down upon a rise church. Send your favor in a greater measure, Lord, that this community will see. They will see it. And they will come in to experience the favor of God.
If there's someone in this room that you're not a part of a fellowship of believers, maybe you're not even coming to a relationship with Jesus. You've not answered that call to come into His favor. He's calling you today. And if you will turn from the way you were headed and turn toward that favor, you'll be forgiven of your sin. You'll find delight in God. You'll get that robe of favor, that ring of authority. He'll kill the fatted calf for you because He loves you so much. Lord, we give someone an opportunity that's here today that's outside your favor to come into your favor. If you're here today and you just say, that's me, I'm outside the favor of God, but I want to come into the favor of God. I want Him to look upon me with the light. I give you that opportunity right now to say yes to the call of God. If that's you, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me. I'm outside the favor of God. I want to be inside the favor of God. Just wait just a moment. Anybody in this room? If you don't have a church home, there's favor on this house. You want to increase your favor? Boy, just tell Chris. Tell someone, man, I want to be a part of this, what God's doing right here. You become a part and find His favor in a greater measure. Everybody open your eyes. Now just look at the person next to you and said, I want some of the favor that's on you. I want some of that favor that's on you. Henry, I want some of the favor that's on you. There's favor of God's on your life, Henry. You can't, I mean, the favor of God's on your life. You can't get away from it. It's just on you. It's just, it's on you. It's in you. It's upon you. It is. The favor of God. I want it all for His glory. Amen? Well, you know what we need to do? I'm going to turn this over to Chris. But we need, when we leave this place, we need to go out and tell others about the favor of God. He's not mad. He wants you inside His favor. There's a place for everyone out there to be in here. Amen? God bless you.